It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is episode number 280 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell, your host. As always, make sure you follow the podcast at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins for not only podcast links, but also Redskins coverage, video links, video clips, news stories, all sorts of different things. Put up a Larry Michael interview, courtesy of the Redskins with Alex Smith on Monday, so you guys should go check that out. Um, and uh, make sure you give at Locked Redskins, again, a follow uh, and check out often. If you want, you can follow me individually at Russellmania621, at Russellmania621. And as well, you can also email me anytime, Russellmania09 at gmail.com. That's Russellmania09 at gmail.com. Dot com. As always, listen to me on 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C. and the Radio.com app, wherever you might be. All right, so let's get to it. LOR number 280. So Colt McCoy got banged up at the end of Monday morning's practice. The Monday afternoon walkthrough was canceled due to lightning. The Redskins... Uh, you know, of course, reporters kind of noticed that he wasn't participating in the two-minute drill on offense. The Redskins put out a little statement saying that it's no big deal. It's just precautionary. He just got tripped up, um, just being checked out. Again, should be no big deal. He might not practice on Tuesday. We'll have to see, uh, which is the final practice for the Redskins before they head off to Cleveland um, on Wednesday. Listen, here's the problem for Colt McCoy. Any injury to Colt McCoy is a big deal. It is a big deal, okay? He was scheduled to talk to the media afterwards, and he couldn't because he had to go get treatment. Fine. Again, not saying that this is the end of the world, not saying that he won't play on Thursday night. We talked about that on episode number 279. I think... I was under the assumption that he was not going to play. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. He is the listed starter. We're going to get to that. I still would guess that he is not going to play Colt McCoy. And I would have guessed that, again, that was my first hunch. That was my first thought on Sunday, even before the preliminary depth chart came out. So... Again, Colt McCoy, who had multiple procedures, multiple issues with the cracked leg that he suffered in early December that kept him out of all of OTAs, precautionary to some degree, but all of OTAs, who knows the system really, really well, much better than Dwayne Haskins, much better than Case Keenum, simply just cannot catch a break. And he knows that he's been unlucky. 
and he doesn't know why it's happened so often. It's unfortunate. Colt's a good good dude. Um, he really is. He's a humble guy. He's a hardworking guy. He's everything you would want in a person. But he can't catch a break. For whatever reason, his body just unfortunately has not treated him well in this regard. And here's the problem. When you're in a quarterback battle and when you're a backup, pretty much, when your body can't hold up on any opportunity that you get, it's really hard to have faith. For instance, back in 2014, which was my last year on the beat full-time, he had the neck injury once he officially took over after he was unceremoniously benched after beating Dallas on Monday Night Football the next week for Robert Griffin III and that Minnesota Viking loss. He got back the starting job. And we were at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford against the Giants in early December, and Colt McCoy had to leave because he suffered a neck injury early in that game, and I think he lasted most of that first drive, if not all of that first drive, and ultimately I think they had to settle for a field goal. Again, this is 2014, this is five and a half years ago, and Colt McCoy could never play again that year. So that was a problem. He had the concussions in Cleveland where he was hit really, really hard in that Steeler loss on Thursday Night Football, I believe it was. And look, that's a brutal part of the business. But that is a realistic part of the business as well. Some guys do, some guys don't. And Colt McCoy had that. So he had the concussion, he had the neck, he had something coming out of Texas, I think with his arm. Um, and then last year, he finally gets the starting job back after losing it to Kirk Cousins in 2015 because, quite honestly, he wasn't good enough to totally have faith in when they were choosing between Colt McCoy and Kirk Cousins. But also part of it was, again, I believe back then in 2015, when they committed to Kirk Cousins for the season, and I know, I know that could have been changed, but part of the thought process was that Colt McCoy was a little fragile. Colt McCoy couldn't stay healthy. Colt McCoy held on to the football too long. Colt McCoy took too many sacks, too many hits. That was part of the evaluation. I know that. That's why they went with Kirk Cousins. And then in 2018, again, Kirk Cousins is finally gone after three years. Alex Smith is brought in. Colt McCoy never even had a chance at the starting job. Alex Smith goes down. Colt McCoy is there. He's the only other quarterback in the building. He lasts the Dallas game, some turnovers, some high event plays, some big plays, a little mix of everything. Certainly that is a part of the evaluation. But then he gets hurt on Monday Night Football in early December. And then again, multiple procedures. Multiple procedures, multiple surgical incisions. Uh, I don't know the whole detail. We're never going to find out the whole detail. It was very frustrating, obviously, I'm sure, for him. I feel bad. But the bottom line is, how do you trust Colt McCoy to stay healthy at this point? How do you trust Colt McCoy 
to stay healthy, if you're Jay Gruden, if you're Bruce Allen, if you're the Washington Redskins, if you're in a must-win situation, how do you trust? And again, Monday, another small, but who knows, possibly more than small example of that. All right, so we move along here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 280, with this. On Sunday afternoon, after we recorded episode number 279, the Redskins came out with their unofficial depth chart, part of their game notes package for this Thursday's game against the Cleveland Browns. And on it, again, listed as the number one quarterback was Colt McCoy. The number two quarterback, Case Keenum. The number three quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. Listen, I'll just say this. I have not been down at training camp, so I'll trust others, and from people that I've heard, neither of these quarterbacks have really separated themselves. The only thing that is pretty obvious to everyone is that Dwayne Haskins is the number three quarterback. You know, Colt McCoy might be slightly better. He should be, quite honestly, slightly better. He knows the offense inside and out. He know he doesn't have to think as much as Case Keenum does. He's got some cohesion with some of the receivers that have been here. So Colt McCoy should be the number one quarterback in terms of experience, in terms of cohesion, in terms of knowledge, in terms of being comfortable with the system. Case Keenum should be number two. Dwayne Haskins should be number three. I think this is the correct order by Jay Gruden and the Washington Redskins on paper. However, I should point out, we don't know if Colt's going to play on Thursday. And more importantly, I think when we get time uh, at the end of training camp and at the end of the preseason, it is going to be Case Keenum. Now, this is an opinion. I I, have no control over this. This is a opinion-based, but it's also common-sense-based. Again, and a lot of it goes back to Colt McCoy's inability to stay healthy. I think Colt McCoy would be the choice, and I don't know if Case Keenum would be here, quite honestly, if he was able to stay healthy and if he wasn't a high-event quarterback. High-event meaning he can throw and make every throw and run the offense and put up lots of yards and stats and all that, but there's obviously going to be some turnovers, some sacks, all that. Mistakes, chances, But the biggest one is that he can't stay healthy. And I don't know how you can trust him to stay healthy. Now, maybe Case Keenum, maybe Dwayne Haskins get injured too. Who knows? People get injured in this game. But when you have a documented history at the quarterback position and they're getting all the snaps in practice, that's really hard to dedicate to that if you're Jay Gruden, Kevin O'Connell, and the Redskins offensive staff. So to me... I think Case Keenum is going to be the number one quarterback going into Philadelphia. That's just me. We'll see how the preseason plays out. All right, this is Locked on Redskins, episode number 280. When we come back, Jay Gruden says that unofficial depth chart. Blah. Who needs that? We'll explain next. Fantasy football players, make sure you listen to Vinny Iyer and the Locked on Fantasy football podcast. Vinny gives you the edge. With over 20 years of covering fantasy football, don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else. Then you are the same. Get the edge from Vinny. That will put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Locked on fantasy football for your favorite 
pod, uh, on your favorite podcast provider. That's Locked On Fantasy Football with Vinny Iyer. All right, we'll take a timeout right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell, Locked On Redskins. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Not to go to work, not to go to the store because you forgot something, but ready to go to the bedroom. That's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, fellas. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity comes about. If you could benefit from a little extra function, fellas, and more confidence where it matters, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit BlueChew.com, you get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping again. That's B-L-U-E Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Get it now, guys. It is episode number 280 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you back with us. And again, in case you missed, uh, I guess, the most important subplot to Monday's practice down in Richmond before the afternoon walkthrough was canceled because of lightning. Colt McCoy leaving early from practice, not able to do really the two-minute work uh, for precautionary reasons, as it was termed by Redskins PR. Um And we told you that Colt McCoy, again, was listed as the number one quarterback on the unofficial depth chart that the Redskins released on Sunday afternoon. Jay Gruden asked about it on Monday morning, and as he does each and every year, and everybody gets worked up about this, and I just don't understand why anybody thinks this is serious or meaningful or legitimate or anything of that sort. Sometimes, sometimes it matches reality. Sometimes it's done to send a message. But for the most part, it is literally worth about the same as toilet paper, quite honestly. And Jay Gruden was asked about it and said, quote, yeah, it's early and I was forced to make it. I wouldn't have made a depth chart right now. There's no reason to. It's silly. That's for the media and for me to come up and answer these questions. But really, that's all it is. It's words on a piece of paper, names on a piece of paper and an order that means nothing. At this point, and what Jay is saying basically is things can change over the next four to five weeks. And he's absolutely right. What we don't know is if he's being exactly sincere about the order going into this week, meaning obviously this is going to change. But is he being is he basically poo pooing? The, the notion that it's even not legitimate for this week, which I think he is, or is there some legitimacy to it this particular week, which I think most people think there is, and run with and go crazy about. Uh, again, I personally don't think there's anything legit here. I've been around these coaches for too long, Jay, Mike Shanahan, um, even Jim Zorn uh, in one year, 
Um, the bottom line is I just, I just don't think there's anything legitimate here. But for purposes of the record and for conversation, a couple of other interesting items. Adrian Peterson was the listed number one running back. We'll get to a note on Adrian Peterson here in a little bit. Chris Thompson, Darius Geis were listed uh, is number two and number three, essentially in the same category. Samaj P. Ryan, Byron Marshall listed after that, and I would expect to see Craig Reynolds and Shane Wilson, a bunch of those guys, on Thursday. Meanwhile, at wide receiver, you have Josh Doxson and you have Trey Quinn listed as the top two uh, receivers with Paul Richardson as well, because they list three starting receivers, meaning, uh, you know, again, they're, they're, they're three receiver package, which they're in a lot anyway. Um, you know, is just the way they are listing it. So again, Paul Richardson, Trey Quinn, Josh Doxson, Cam Sims, and Darvin Kidsey Jr. are next up on the listed depth chart with Brian Quick after that, Stephen Sims Jr. and Kelvin Harmon uh, after that, uh, Jehu Chesson, uh, TJ Ramming, and Robert Davis after that. Um, the one, the one thing that was kind of interesting to me is Terry McLaurin um, was listed as the number two uh, receiver along with, I, I should say, Kidsey was listed with the second unit along with McLaurin and Cam Sims. Again, I think McLaurin is going to play a ton on Thursday night, and I think you're going to see him uh, ball out and really make some plays. We talked about that uh, last episode as well on the offensive line it looks like this jaron christian at left tackle eric flowers at left guard chase rulier at center right guard brandon sheriff right tackle morgan moses i can pretty much tell you chase rulier brandon sheriff and morgan moses are not going to play on thursday in cleveland expect to see a lot of west martin you may see donald penn not sure because he hadn't played since week four of last year. Uh, you're certainly going to see Christian. You're certainly going to see Eric Flowers, Tony Bergstrom, Zach Kieran, Timon Paris, guys of that nature. Ross Pierschbacher, uh, Gerald Foster, whoever that is. Uh, Hugh Thornton may play, uh, even though he was just signed. Corey Robinson, I would expect uh, that you'll see, but you're not going to see. Chase Roulier, Brandon Sheriff, Morgan Moses, or I'd be stunned if you saw them. Uh, so again, even though they're listed as such, that's kind of how that plays out. At tight end, Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis, Jeremy Sprinkle, and Matt Flanagan on the same line with J.P. Holtz after that. Again, pretty much what you would expect. For the defensive line, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and Matt Ioannidis, the starting three. Go figure. Caleb Brantley's not going to play on Thursday, as we discussed on episode number 279. Tim Settle, the top defensive lineman, backup. And then you have guys like JoJo Wicker. Uh, and uh, Jonathan Bonner uh, and Ryan Bean, you know, all these guys that, uh, again, are just kind of filling out the roster and hoping against hope that they can make the practice squad. Now, at linebacker, you have listed Ryan Anderson, Sean Dion Hamilton, John Bostic, Ryan Kerrigan. Again, I expect that to be the starting four week one. I don't know how many of those guys are going to play. I would imagine Ryan Kerrigan's not going to play. Uh, maybe Bostic does. Maybe Dion Hamilton, Sean Dion Hamilton does. Ryan Anderson does. 
Um, Montez Sweat is very iffy because he hasn't been practicing, uh, as we told you about uh, again in the last episode since mid-last week. Uh, so his status is very, very, very iffy. Casanova McKenzie is a guy that we are really high on. I don't know if Jordan Brailford will be ready to go because he got uh, just activated off the pup over the weekend. So I don't know if he's had enough reps, but guys like Marquise Flowers, Marcus Smith, uh, all of those guys will get plenty of action as well in Cleveland. And then the listed starting secondary is Quinton Dunbar, Josh Norman, Landon Collins, and Monte Nicholson uh, with DeShazer, Everett, Troy Apke as the backup safeties and Fabian Moreau and Dominique rogers Camardi listed as the backup uh, corners. And of course, we told you Adonis Alexander going to miss a couple of weeks uh, there. So that's your unofficial depth chart. Again, very, very unofficial Jay Gruden basically said, don't pay any attention to it. But of course, we do pay attention to it because it is something to talk about. And it is some sort of idea of how the coach. I mean, again, Jay says, don't pay any attention to it. It's not again, subject to change. But he's not like he puts some emphasis on it, some thought process behind filling out these names. Otherwise, he would literally list, you know, Dion Harris and Ashton Lumpkin and DJ White and Donald Parham and TJ Ramming uh, as the starters. I mean, clearly he puts some thought behind it. All right, when we come back right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, we'll finish it up with a couple of uh, injuries and news and notes. Um, before we go too long right here, uh, also remind you the new Locked on NFL podcast is on fire. Last week, it was one of the most listened to NFL shows. Expert analysis, former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked on NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked on NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. Timeout right here, episode number 280 on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, right back here, episode number 280. So we finish it up like this. Greg Stroman was out of practice again on Monday with a mild groin injury. Jay Gruden was still hopeful on Monday that he would be ready to go on Thursday in Cleveland again. That's kind of iffy Montez Sweat. Uh, Jay Gruden said, quote, no, he's not ready yet, but he's close. We just don't want to push this thing, rush this thing too fast. Again, I would tend to doubt that Montez Sweat is going to be able to play on Thursday night in Cleveland, just a lack of practice reps. But again, these things are very fluid and there is no official inactive list. There's just guys that are not dressed for the game that we'll find out about, you know, maybe a half an hour or so before Thursday night's game. As far as Adrian Peterson uh, goes, he sat out most of practice today, did some stuff, or I should say on Monday, uh, and Jay Gruden termed it as a, quote, small ankle, a minor ankle injury, saying he'll be fine. 
uh, hard to think that Adrian Peterson is going to play or would play in any way, shape, or form on Thursday night anyway. Uh, real quickly, we'll finish it up like this. The future odds latest from Westgate out in Las Vegas. Odds to win Super Bowl 54. 54. Uh, this February, the Redskins odds have increased from 101 to 200 to 1. They have the second highest or lowest, depending on your perspective, odds of winning the Super Bowl. Only the Miami Dolphins at 500 to 1 are lower or higher, again, depending on your perspective. The Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, have dropped somehow, some way, I don't know how, from 200 to 1 to 100 to 1, basically mirroring the rise and fall of the Washington Redskins. How about that? All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 280. Thanks for being with us. Again, make sure you follow at Locked Redskins. You can follow me at WrestleMania621 at WrestleMania621. And as always, thanks for downloading. Thanks for sharing wherever you might be listening to the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.